Welcome to the Rural Revival Podcast. I'm your host, Dana Larson. On this episode, we're with Beth Simonson of Highmore, South Dakota, where she and her husband, John, are owners of a historic home now known as Hideout Bed and Breakfast. Beth is sharing about the importance of getting involved in the community and how she, as an introvert, decided to step out and do just that. Because of that, she has seen a lot of her own personal and business dreams come true, as well as some of the town of Highmore's. She's now helping position Highmore as a sunflower field tourist attraction through things like a photography workshop, sunflower festival, and more. We also talk about creating an arts council to bring in things like front porch music concerts and art shows, plus what they're doing to encourage graduates to come back to Highmore. Before we get started, I want to talk about your brand goals for 2024. Is a new website on your list? If so, I want to help you make this happen. Branded by Rural Revival, our rural design studio for small businesses and small towns can help you create a new website and get it up and running in 15 days or less. If you're a DIYer, our website templates will give you a great foundation to start from and you can update it with your brand colors, fonts, logo, and other info. We'll walk you through the process step-by-step in our tutorial videos. Now, if DIY is not your thing and you just want to hand this over to us to get this done quickly, we've got you covered. Our custom website process can get you a new website in 15 days or less. Whatever you need, we're here to help you grow your business online. You can find out more at brandedbyruralrevival.co or through our socials, and you can find those links in the show notes. And now, here we go with Beth Simonson. All right. Well, we're here today with Beth Simonson of Hideout Bed and Breakfast in Highmore, South Dakota. Beth, thank you for being on the podcast. Well, thank you for coming here and coming to Highmore. And yeah, welcome. Thank you. It's good to be here. You actually have been a listener of the Rural Revival podcast for quite a while. Yes, a long time. So you have to tell the story of how you found out about it because I think this is fun. <laughs> well, I was scanning some documents at the courthouse and needed something to listen to and I went looking for a podcast <laughs> and about rural communities, rural living rural and I found the podcast. And that was like four years ago? Yeah, something like that. Okay. So thanks for being <laughs> along for the ride. That's awesome. Well, tell us a little bit about you. Were you born and raised here in Highmore? No, I was not. I was born in in Scotland, South Dakota. Okay. Which is in southeastern South Dakota, which is like three hours from here. Okay. It is a very small town also, so I know small towns. So coming here, I was, I understood small towns. Yeah. So what was it that brought you here? My husband. I met him and he's a farmer and he lived here and I knew I couldn't convince him to move to where I was <laughs> and I had to move to Highmore. <laughs> All right. So tell us about Highmore. What are some of the fun facts about this town that we should know about? Oh, um, there used to be a sign that said that it was the highest spot between, I think, Chicago and the Black Hills. Really? Something like that. Huh. Little claim to fame. Yeah. That's why it's called Highmore. Oh, got it. Okay. Yeah. It might have been the Missouri River. I'm not sure which. Somewhere in there. Somewhere in there. Yeah. Okay. The highest spot. Yeah. Good. 
so you have this gorgeous home right here in the heart of the town and it happens to be where I think the fall colors are like peaking. So it's absolutely gorgeous here. And, and then your historic home is nestled in among all of that. So what's the history of this home? Um, it was built in 1909. We're only the fifth owner. Has it always been a bed and breakfast since you've owned it? Since we've owned it, yes. But okay. prior to that, no, it was not. Okay. So you've been doing this actually for many years now. Yeah. Actually, the first was our ninth anniversary. Awesome. Yeah. So you were kind of B&B on the front end of like Airbnb and all that stuff kind right. of blowing up. Right. But if we would have been an Airbnb from the start, we would not be in existence because it's only been probably this year that we've actually had several Airbnb stays. Really? Interesting. Yeah. That is not how people find us. They find us other ways through the internet. So this is a pretty big hunting area. Yes. And you're not too far from the Missouri River. Correct. Which is just this beautiful part of South Dakota. Correct. So I would imagine that, is that mostly what draws people to your area? Hunting. Hunting is the major one. But people one. actually come to the area for a lot of family and work and surprising. Um, there's a lot of cattle in the area. So okay. people come here for cattle, and we're hoping to build up sunflowers. Okay, yes. Um, right now, Beth has on her table these beautiful photos that a guest actually took, right? Yes. Of your husband's sunflower field? Yes. Yeah, they look like they're not even real. They're so perfect. <laughs> they are. It was amazing. It was, it was a super hot day when, we, when he took them. And it was just one of those nights. It was amazing. And we're hoping to build up our sunflowers, that that would be a reason for people to come to Highmore is the sunflowers in August. Awesome. And I just passed two fields that I noticed on my way here, and they're drying now, but they're still really cool to look at. <laughs> we don't have that where I live. So. Yeah. yeah, but they're really beautiful in August when they're in full bloom. Okay, so mark your calendars. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So how did you decide to get into the bed and breakfast business? Well, one day I drove by the house and it just hit me that this house had been sitting empty for like over a year. Okay. And I needed a change and that maybe we should buy this house and make it a bed and breakfast. And I hadn't ever mentioned it to my husband. And then I said, we should go look at the Lucy house and make it a bed and breakfast. And he was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> So the next day we did, and and he quickly saw my vision and was, he was like, okay, I think we could make it happen. And it took us a little while to, he had to inspect everything to make sure that it was going to work. And there had been um, a lodge that was open to the public that kind of closed to the public. So if they hadn't become private, I don't think he would have been so on board for us to be open. So you just knew that there was a gap. Yeah. And there was people a gap. needed a place to stay. Yeah. And my mom had run a bed and breakfast in my hometown um, in the 90s. And so I kind of had an idea of how to bed and breakfast worked. And I just wanted something different. And I wanted to live in an older house. And it just worked out. And it's taken a while to get our business built up. But it's pretty amazing right now. Yeah. Well, it's a gorgeous 
old home and you've just made it feel like home for visitors. So that's, that's great. That's kind of our goal. Yeah. What made you decide to do like a true bed and breakfast where you're serving breakfast for your guests and stuff in the morning rather than just like some of the traditional Airbnbs today don't necessarily offer that? Well, we were still kind of ahead of Airbnb, so I just didn't know anything different. You're like, that's what we're going to do. That's what we're going to do. Yeah. We're going to serve breakfast, and and so that's what we did. So you must love to cook. Yes, and I feed them whatever I feel like feeding them that day. So Okay, it's a surprise. It is kind of a surprise, but most of the time it's bacon and eggs, and it kind of depends upon how many guests I have as to what they get. So a good, hearty country breakfast. Right, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Very good. What do you love about inviting people into your home and creating that special experience for them? I, you know, all my guests are kind of different and I just love getting to know them. Some guests are more interactive and some, they want to keep to themselves. They don't really want to come downstairs and talk to you, but sometimes they do. And sometimes you are there for them. You know, I've had guests that were their parent was out in the nursing home and their parent was at end of life. Yeah. And I've, we've kind of been there for that, for them. So we've kind of helped them through a transition period and things like that. You kind of get involved in their lives sometimes. Yeah. So it's really kind of fun to get to know the different people. And we've had hunters that have come since the very first year and they're just, they come year after year after year, and it's just fun to yeah. have guests from all over. So And build those relationships. Yeah, that, we really have. Yeah, so good. How have you evolved over the years? Have <laughs> it- <laughs> well, when I first started, I really wasn't involved <laughs> in the community. Okay. I, per- you know, I'm kind of a shy person. I know people don't believe that of me, but (laughs) I would rather stay in my basement and not get involved. But, and I really wasn't involved at first when the first couple years of our business, but then there was some things that happened and I just felt like I need to kind of be involved. So I kind of got more involved in the community. Very good. Because I would rather just stay in my basement and not go out but I knew I needed to for our business. Yeah. And has that been rewarding for you? Yeah, very. And now I'm very involved in the community. Oh, I love that so much. Yeah. Tell us about some of the stuff that you've gotten to be involved in with the community. Well, it kind of started with, um, there's this program that was called Marketing Hometown America. Okay. And that's kind of where I started. And it was through SDSU Extension, and it was just coming to town to kind of do some different things with the community. Um, and I kind of, I didn't get involved at the very beginning. I kind of got involved after it kind of started. Okay. And there's just different things that we've done. That's so good. And how, how so how many years would you say that you've been involved? Well, I've probably, because I was just looking at this. Yeah, it was 2017 that I started-ish. And then we just started. There was just different things that we did. Um, and I was also part of um, Civic and Commerce, okay. which, which is kind of like 
a chamber, but not. It's kind of a civic organization too. Okay. And we do a lot of things in the community. And slowly, I kind of, kind of at the same time as the marketing hometown America, because um, I think it was also 2017 that the Achievement Days was talking about going to Hand County, which is the next county over. Okay. And we really didn't want to see that happen. So for some reason, I had this idea that maybe we should do something more with the Achievement Days here. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, just said, why don't we do like a county fair type thing and just add some things to Achievement Days. And But I know by putting that thought out there that I needed to be willing to lead that. Sure. And so I kind of helped lead that and we formed a group and we set up kind of a county fair to keep the achievement days and we had to talk the the 4-H leaders into would you try this and we did keep achievement days here they were willing to try it and and our county is very small and very you know but they really liked it and it seemed to work for them and we did keep it in Hyde County because we didn't want one more thing to leave yeah so that really was a, a huge thing and it kind of helped my business, too, because that was really when the cattle people went. She really helped us. Okay. You know, referring uh, some cattle people to us, like, right after the first one. Okay. And they've been huge supporters in sending me people to us. And I love that. I mean, that's kind of how I got started with the cattle people is because I stepped up and helped with achievement days and it was like they realized that I was there in town yeah like they kind of didn't realize that there was a bed and breakfast in town until I helped with achievement days very cool and I still say word of mouth is the best marketing in a small town right I mean you've got to get your face out there you've got to put yourself out there and that's why I left the basement yeah (laughs) even though I didn't want to but it in that it made sense. Yeah. So you have Achievement Days, and that's an annual thing. Right. And what time of year is that? In August. Okay. And then you also have a Sunflower Festival. Well, that's what we're working on. Oh, that's coming. That's coming. Okay. That, that all kind of ties into the the sunflowers and the photography. and. Okay. Very cool. So Highmore is known for sunflower fields. Yeah, the sunflowers has been a dream for of mine for several years. Oh, I love that. And there was a time I didn't love sunflowers. Okay. When I lived in southeastern South Dakota, because they don't have those fields. Right. I didn't realize. And then I moved to Highmore, and it was August, and I was seeing these beautiful fields of yellow and went, okay, I get it. These are beautiful. Yeah. When you go to the Highmore website, there's a picture at the top of a sunflower field. And it almost looks like a stock image because you're like, whoa, it's just so pretty. Yeah. And, um, but that's real. That's That's, so. Yeah, that's real. So where are you at in the process of sunflower days becoming a reality? Well, so um, a couple years ago, I've been partnering with. Um, the Department of Tourism. Yep. 
and letting them know that if somebody wants to see sunflowers, they need to contact me. And so they've known that. And um, a couple of years ago, the Pioneer Woman magazine yeah. wanted to know where you could see sunflowers in South Dakota. And it was like a quick turnaround. So they knew that and they said us. And there's actually an article out there in the Pioneer Woman's online magazine that lists the 50 places you can see sunflowers in the United States, and we're number four for South Dakota. Wow. Okay. That's yeah. awesome. Another claim to fame. Yeah. <laughs> so I've been building this, and of course that article didn't come out till the end of August, and we did get a couple like calls or messages, and I'm like, where is this coming from? And they, they were wanting to come help us harvest the sunflowers, but that's not how we... Like they thought yeah. they could pick them, but our our sunflowers are huge. The head, they are. They're not like a little flower, <laughs> right? They're, I was amazed. They're like probably a like a foot big. I mean, they're the huge. head. The head is a foot, and, and they're how tall? Oh, probably six feet. Yeah, that's, they're tall. They they look as tall as corn. Yeah, they yeah. are. Like you could get lost in a sunflower field really easy because they're. <laughs> They're tough. They are. So if you tried to go into a sunflower field, you would be like attacked by the sunflower heads and the plants because they are tough. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't want to just go walking into a sunflower no, field. Just either. admire from the yeah, edge. Yeah, admire from the <laughs> edge because they'll attack you. So <laughs> that's fun. So I had this, I was kind of hoping to do the festival this year, but I also realized, because I'm kind of involved in some other fundraising things, that I knew I couldn't pull it off this year. Yeah. So in February, or, or no, it was in March, and I was at uh, class, and we were talking about different things, and I kind of was kind of bummed and sad and almost teary-eyed about it, because I really wanted to do it. And somebody mentioned that they had been involved in a photo shoot and it was like a light bulb went on, and I went, we could do a photo shoot. That would be a small thing. It would get us some pictures. It would get us some things. And the person had been involved with South Crow Magazine. Mm -hmm. And I went, okay, so there was somebody from the South Dakota Tourism in this class, and I said, JC, can you hook me up with yeah. <laughs> whoever this was? And she did. I immediately emailed Chad, and he um, he hooked me up, and he was like, I love that idea. And he talked to his friend that's the photography um, instructor, and he, they loved it. Like, that day, we were like, well, yeah, we'll do that. That sounds fantastic. So we did a photography workshop with – there was about 10 photographers and the two instructors – and we did a photography workshop with nine different sessions in August for, and it was amazing. That does sound amazing. It was really cool. It was, yeah, a lot of fun. We took, I had to go find all these different locations, and, yeah. which was kind of nerve wracking for me because I was like, I don't, I'm not a photographer. Yeah. And you're asking me to go <laughs> find these different locations and they didn't all involve sunflowers and and I had to drive around the county looking for windmills like old-fashioned windmills we we do have wind 
turbans, you know, the big yeah. ones. We have a lot of those. Those are easy to find. Yes. <laughs> but the old-fashioned windmills right. are not so easy to find that are intact. And I found one, and it was, yeah. <laughs> awesome. So tell me more about that day, because... It was actually a weekend. Oh, cool. It started on Friday night. Okay. And then, so there was a couple sessions. We kind of surprised them because, you know, my husband's a farmer. And they, um, Chad said, it'd be really cool if there was a spray plane that flew over. So John, my husband, made a call to a local um, spray company. And we surprised the photographers with a flyover. And the pilot didn't just fly over once he flew over like seven times in awesome. different directions so the pilot or the photographers got some really cool shots and wow. it was over a sunflower field cool so did you have some sort of agreement that they would share their photos with you after yeah this? yeah yeah so if you go to our facebook page for the hideout bed and breakfast there's all kinds of okay photos from that weekend that's such a fun idea yeah so we have a lot, and, but the photos that we have here was from a different guest because this year we've had, probably had about 20 guests that came specifically for sunflowers. That's not, so fun. Part of them were the photographers, but part of them were not. This is the first year that we've had people that came to Highmore specifically for sunflowers. Okay, it's starting. It's starting. <laughs> And Sunflower Festival is I next. know. That's what we're working on. Okay. So maybe next summer? Yes, that's the plan. Okay. Second weekend in August. Okay. And what can people expect? Well, there will be the photography workshop again. Okay. That's already lined out. We don't have the full details aren't available yet, but we are going to do like an arts in the park and who knows what else we'll come up with. Okay. Apparently... You know, there might be some kind of contests and different things. Yeah. Hopefully we'll have some entertainment with our arts in the park and and maybe some sunflower tours. And we're just kind of, you know, trying to get it figured out. So That's so fun. Yeah. Very creative ideas. So you're an idea person, aren't you? Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's kind of the cool thing about a small town. Yeah. You can make an impact. And I've learned that. I've learned, that's what, you know, leaving that basement and coming out, I've learned that you can have an idea and it might work. Yeah. And there's probably some people who will help you do it too. Yeah, you have to, yeah. That's kind of what's kind of come out of this, you know, because I started with the um, helping with the achievement days and then there was another time. <laughs> I've kind, you know, it did start with marketing hometown America and doing the different things and and being involved that way. But then there was this time that I had this idea that maybe we needed an arts council because we don't have one. Yeah. And um, I don't. In Central South Dakota, there's um, south of here, there's Dignity, um, which is a huge statue that's really cool. And north of here, there's um, Falkton, is a small town, and they have this mural on a grain silo that's amazing and I was like Heimer's right in the middle of these two and maybe if we did some things had an arts council maybe we could have a mural maybe we could have some different things but we need an arts council so I asked a former um, art teacher here in town 
I really don't didn't know her at the time. Uh-huh. And I just said, hey, you know, what do you think? Should we do an arts council? She's like, that's a great idea. And we should ask the, the current art teacher. I said, well, I don't really know her. Could you ask her? She's like, yeah, I could do that. So we purposely asked different people in the community that were kind of had some art. And before we knew it, we had like eight people. And I had to, that all said yes. Every person that we were asking said yes. And I went, okay, maybe we need to stop asking because that's, we don't want our group to be so big. <laughs> so, it could be hard to manage. Yeah, it could be hard to manage. And some of the original eight aren't still on our arts council and we've kind of evolved a little bit. But that was in 2018. We became nonprofit. We do little things around the community. We're not huge, but they'll be part of the ones that do the arts in the park. Very good. Um, so you became official and you actually established a nonprofit around it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. We became nonprofits. It took us a little while to figure out how to become a nonprofit. Yeah. But really it's pretty easy. If you start in the beginning. Yeah, it's not that bad. No, it's not. Mm-hmm. So I figured out how to become a nonprofit. And then once we figured out how to do that, it was really pretty simple. Okay. And of course we have my front porch. We do music on my front porch. Uh-huh. And it's really pretty cool in the summer. Um, the last couple summers, because we have a bunch of other fundraising that we do, um, it hasn't been very many times because we're doing, have been doing stuff out at the golf course. Sure. Fundraising for the swimming pool. But, you know, I bought this house and I was like, oh, we could do um, some music on the porch because that's kind of like that would be really cool this is like a stage (laughs) it is that's true and so I've always from the time we bought the house thought that that would be great so when the first night we did it it was like this is kind of like a dream come true yeah so maybe I formed an arts council so I could make a dream come true on my front porch (laughs) I don't know it sounds like you're making other dreams come true through it too though yeah it's pretty cool, and it's really fun because, you know, we're, our community is less than 700 people, and yeah. when you have 100 people out on my lawn, you know, they're sitting wow. sitting in their cars, and they're listening, and even when it's the last time, it was raining, and they still sat in their cars and listened until it started to downpour, but it was, it's just the coolest thing. That's, I love that. That's just, what a neat thing for the community. Yeah. And it's small, simple things that we're doing. Okay. Yeah. So tell us about some of the other things that the um, Arts Council is doing. We, like there hasn't been, or there hadn't been like any theater. Yeah. So we've brought in the Dakota Players here to do children's theater. And they're, the state, we do an art for life program for, okay. with the, um, people 55 and older, and we do it at the senior center and at the um, Highmore Health, which is the nursing home. Okay. Which is bringing art to them. Yeah. Which is a really cool program, and I'm so glad that the the state gave us money for the funding for that Art for Life program, and it's I'm glad they did. I love it. What I see when you're just explaining all this stuff is you look at all parts of your community and how you can make it better for all ages. And right. It's like a quality of life type of thing. Right. Too. Right. And so that's really neat. Right. It's just little things that you can do. And it's, 
they're not that tough. Yeah. It's just, yeah. So good. And, and props to you, because I think when you think arts council, you tend to think bigger community. Right. And so you're like, no, 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 we can do that right here. <laughs> yeah, we just do little things. We've had photo contests that are just on Facebook. And there's a building downtown that um, the real estate agency was in there, and she was leaving, and it was going to be empty, and it was for sale. And the lady that I had talked to, the second person that I had asked for um, joining the Arts Council, she de- she always kind of had wanted to um, kind of have like an art gallery kind of, and this building has like different rooms in it that could be offices and yeah. and she kind of talked to her husband. They bought that building, and so they have rent out the office, the rooms in it, the built that could be offices. They rent that out to the a uh, local lawyer, but for our one town celebration in the summer, Old Settlers, um, she has art shows in there. Like, so for, I think it's three years now that there's been a different themed art show in there. So fun. So I think this coming year, I think it's going to be like children's art is what the theme is. Um, So do you bring in, do you have artists here locally that do that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And this last year we had um, an artist that was painting like during the show. Fun. Out, out front. We paid for her to come and paint out front. Very fun. Yeah. And she does a different theme each year. So this year was more of a Western theme. And in a building that could have just sat empty. Right. There's a lot of vision around here. Which right. Is good. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So talk about some of the other ways that you've gotten involved since coming out of the basement, <laughs> we'll say. <laughs> well, um, the swimming pool. That's a huge thing right now. We haven't had a swimming pool for four years. Really? Two years ago, the the um, the city was wanting to, had kind of formed a committee, and it wasn't necessarily going well. And... Somebody kind of got fired up. We kind of met on the street corner and had a conversation, and we said we should get together. We should form a nonprofit, and not just for the swimming pool, but after the swimming pool, we should do some other stuff. Well, currently we're still on the swimming pool because the swimming pool is going to be, it's $2.4 million. Wow. And so we formed immediately formed a nonprofit. We call ourselves High County Parks and Recreation. Okay. And because we didn't want to call ourselves the pool. Right. And limit yourself to that. Limit ourselves just to that. Because we have visions after the pool that we want to do. Maybe walking trails or something else outdoors for the community. Yeah. But right now we need to focus on the pool. Mm -hmm. And so we, and I never thought when we started our, um, nonprofit that we would raise the funds we've raised. Wow. So $2.4 million in a town of less than 700. Right. That sounds somewhat impossible. Right. But I'm, you know, I'm really glad that the, and the city kind of wasn't sure if they wanted to do that. Yeah. And we kind of had to convince them 
you know, we formed this foundation and, or, you know, this group, and we had to convince the city that really this was important. Yeah. That was kind of our first priority was convincing yeah. the city that, you know, this is important. I don't even have kids that would use the pool or grandkids. Um, this is important for Highmore's future. Yeah. We need to have a pool so that if somebody comes to town and they're thinking about moving here, if they see that we have invested in a new swimming pool, we're investing in Highmore's future. Absolutely. And that is why I think it's so important. Yeah. You, I think you have to think forward for those young families right. and what's going to make them either want to stay or come back or move here from somewhere else. Right. Yeah. So we really had to convince them that. And so we just started, you know, immediately there was a fundraiser and I think there was like seven or $8,000 raised at that fundraiser. Um, currently I believe our, our total that we have raised is 700 and I think it's 762 thousand dollars wow so is that all through donations and fundraisers yes. and yes. then have you gotten grants on top we've of that? gotten one twenty thousand dollar grant okay from aarp okay that's it wow the the rest has all been from businesses and citizens alumni it's amazing how generous this community is oh and that what a great way to see that people believe in the future of Highmore. Right. Yeah. Right. And we are so grateful and we couldn't do it without them. I mean, people come up to us and they'll just give us a check and we're just so surprised and so grateful and we thank them at, to the best of our ability. I know right. we've probably maybe missed some thank yous and we don't mean to. And right. But it is so amazing and so wonderful and surprising. And yeah. Because I, Mary at one point said, yeah, we're going to, the city council asked, well, how much are you guys going to raise? And Mary said, a million dollars. And I was like, oh, we are? <laughs> <laughs> okay, Mary, whatever you say. And here we are. Yeah. Looking very close to that million dollars and we're still working on it. Yeah. We're, I mean... In the last couple of weeks, we've raised, I, I just am writing a check for $70,000 to give to the city again. That's, wow. That's recent donations. That's incredible. So it's still coming in, and yeah. we're still working on it. Yeah. It hasn't stopped. Oh, it's just so nice to see people believing in what you're doing. And right. And the pool is looking good. It is. I drove by this morning. Yeah. So what else are you working on in Highmore? Oh, my gosh. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's some. Oh, yeah. There's. We really need daycare. So okay. That, so, so that's another thing. That, that's the next thing. Okay. Because we're kind of in a critical need for daycare. Like critical. Okay. Yeah. So hopefully that will work and yeah, that we can figure out a solution to that. Yeah. So. Awesome. Yeah, that's a big thing, but. There's always something that I'm working on or dreaming about. And it never ends. But it, it never ends. That's okay. But, you know, there's a lot of good things in Highmore. I mean, you know, we had to redo our website and, you know, we may not have all of our businesses listed there. And But there's like over 80 businesses in Highmore. 
Which is amazing for a town of this size, again. like Right. And there are a few businesses that are, um, like, we have a welder that, you know, is aging out that he needs to be. Someone needs to take that over. Somebody needs to take that over. Yeah. In the newspaper, somebody needs to take that over. Yeah. And there's a furniture store that needs to be, you know, they're they're yeah. just at that retirement age, and yeah. somebody needs to take over some of those things. So we need to think about that too. And so those are opportunities if anyone's listening, yeah. who's, who's looking for something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's lots of opportunities, and living in a small town is just nice. Yeah, because it's safe. Yep. You know, there there are issues and. And it's just different because everybody knows you. Right. They Which know. is good and bad. <laughs> it is good and bad. And you got to be aware of that. And it's kind of, you know, because I grew up in a small town. So when I moved here and people are like, oh, hi, you're marrying John. And and I'm so-and-so. And I'm like, I have no idea who you are. Right. I'm not going to remember your name, but I do realize that you all know who I am. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The new girl. <laughs> the new girl, and yeah. And they're all wanting to know, who are they and who are they related to? And yeah. Yes. We yeah. all love to know how people are related in small yes. towns. Isn't it so, like, fascinating? Yes. They, that's what they want to know. Yep. You just have to deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> but it sounds like now you've made some wonderful friends yes. in this community. And yes. Together, you guys have been able to really accomplish a lot. Right. And, you know, and I think the next goal is we need to kind of empower some of these younger 20-year-olds and just let them know that they have a voice and they need can do some of these things too. Absolutely. And, you know, every year we give our seniors as um, a key to Highmore for them to come back. I love that. I mean, that was a, another thing that came out of marketing Hometown America was... Very cool. It, like, there's a little poem that we give them that, and with the key. I and, love that. And I think we I been, might have to take that one and bring that to my town. <laughs> <laughs> and the, there's a lot of them that have come back. I mean, because there's a couple different businesses that they have programs that, like, either internships or... Um, that they encourage them to come back. That's really nice. And we're going to be talking about some of that in our town feature. Yeah. The, um, yeah. I think it's so important to be thinking ahead in those ways, like creating opportunities right. for people to come back. Because I always talk about when I graduated high school, I went into public relations. And at that time, you could not do that job in the country. That was a city job. But now I can do that from anywhere and think of all the different jobs that right. that now applies to that you can do from anywhere. And if we can just create those opportunities or show people that it can be done, right? that's huge. Well, and I just think about we have Venture Communications, which is one of the businesses we're going to go visit. Um, we have great internet here. Yeah. You can work from home in Highmore, South Dakota. Yep. You can do whatever you want to in Highmore, South Dakota. You know, we're three hours from both Bismarck, Sioux Falls, and Rapid City. So you're not that far from anything. You just have to get used to that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we have a great grocery store. We have 
great things here. Yeah. So good. I love your story and just how getting out of the basement <laughs> opened up something really amazing in you. And look at the ripple effect that has had in the community and the different relationships and friendships you've gotten to build because of it and just the amazing things you've gotten to be a part of. What advice would you have for someone who is maybe a little hesitant to get involved in their town? It, it is so worthwhile to be involved. And you can do so many things in a small town. Yeah. You can have a dream and you can make it happen. It, uh, I have, trust me, I've had many dreams. Yeah. <laughs> From music on my front porch to the, I think the Sunflower Festival is going to happen. Yeah. I mean, I'll, the photography workshop that we did this summer was amazing and that was part of it and just to watch this, the photographers was amazing and that was another dream it, yeah. was, it all is you can make your dreams come true in a small town and now it's time for you to dream new dreams I'm yeah I'm always got something coming <laughs> <laughs> no I love it I I agree with you wholeheartedly no surprise but this is a place of opportunity it and is our small towns are worth investing in. They are. Because they give back. We invest in them, but they give back so much more than we could ever invest in them. Yeah, you know, but as a business owner, you need to watch what you say, too. Yeah. You need to not be negative about your town. Yeah. You have to be positive. So important. Because if you're negative on Facebook or wherever they're going to pay attention. And, and it's toxic. It is toxic, and they're not going to support you if you're negative. Yeah. And it, but don't be surprised if you're being negative someplace and they're not supporting you coming to your business. That's why. Yeah. They don't want to do business with somebody that's negative about where you live. Right. And I think it, it's easy to be negative. It is. But it's worth it to be positive and to see yeah. things from that lens. Yeah, it is, because it's so heartwarming, all the good that can come. So good. Beth, thank you for inviting me to Highmore. I'm so glad you came. Thanks for being on the podcast. This has been a dream, too. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. Well, I'm so glad I could be a part of that. Yeah. And I'm excited to feature Highmore this week on the blog. Me, too. All right. Well, thanks a lot, Beth. All right. Thank you. Well, I love Beth's story and how brave she was to start getting involved in the community and then seeing how rewarding that has been for her. Beth mentioned the importance of positivity, and I want to touch on that for a minute. When Beth originally reached out to me about coming to Highmore, it was because the town had gotten some negative press for its declining population. Yet she listed off all these great things they have going on. So I decided to come see for myself because I believe you can find positive in any town and this is a perfect example of how true that is. While their population has declined in the past years, like many of our small town populations have, Highmore is working hard to reverse that trend and that's what I wanted to focus on. We're gonna be featuring stories of rural revival happening in Highmore and I'm excited for you to hear these stories from other businesses and local leaders about the great things going on here. So be sure to check out the blog and follow along on social media. 
I know this is going to resonate with so many of you listening, and I hope this inspires you to keep going and to keep focusing on the positive. This is how we will truly all make a difference in rural America. Huge thanks to Beth for being on the podcast. Thanks to the town of Highmore for inviting me to come visit. And thanks to you for tuning in. Have a great day, everybody.